Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today. I'm going to sw- swing over here. A show on the internet, a show that's being produced on the fly. <laughs> You're doing great. Okay. My name's Greg Tepper. Everyone's like, who is this person? I'm not going to show. No, not yet. We're going to let the suspense build. I'm, my name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Let me move this to. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places. Or listen to us on the podcast. Do you like this? I love them. Or you listen to the podcast, I'm going to drag it out, uh, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show with a mystery guest. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy, friends. Hi. Uh, should we reveal? Uh, let me do the intro first. Today is Friday, January 28th, 2022. 300 days to Thanksgiving. Hey, how about that? Mark the calendars. Uh, happy birthday to... Whose birthday is today? Do you know me? I gave you two yesterday, so yeah, this is all on you today. I don't know. January 28th. I did my job plus um, some. Today is the birthday of Stephen Gus- Guskowski, the kicker. Ah, okay. There we now. go. Uh, this is episode 1,322. Uh, I guess you put the lower third on here. We can review Oh, shoot. Darn it. Yeah, it's I did. Fine. I saw it. Wow! Boom! <laughs> we are joined in studio by the athletic director of... The director of athletics, I should say. Yeah. I know I gotta be gotta be careful with my you, you know. You can do it how, how whatever. whatever you can name me whatever. Uh, I just call I you don't dog. give him that. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know okay. you don't want to no. know all the nicknames he comes no, up this, with. No, this is somebody. This is somebody I have great respect for. Okay. You know what I mean? D- not me is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna disagree. It's the, it's the director of <laughs> athletics for the UIL. Dr. Susan Elza joins us in studio. Hi, Doc. Well, hello. It's been a minute. I think I it's, uh, I guess I saw you at state. Yeah. But you were. Seems like yesterday. Though. Yeah, but you were running all over the place at state championship yeah. games i mean there's just a lot of people to talk to yeah you're popular not, well not me i mean there's just you got questions to get answered yeah well especially i would say this year with uh with with everything going on and, and we've got a few different questions if you've got some questions for the uil athletic director dr susan elza you can put them in the comments we'll get to a few of them here in a moment this is helpful and honda- i may or may not answer yeah we'll see uh helpful honda mailbag friday do we have a, a read for that Pickle? No. Yeah, keep talking. <laughs> we're doing great. We're, we're fulfilling our sponsorship obligations. My first question, do you want to do the helpful Honda read? The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score some great deals on award-winning Hondas. Stop by your helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. Dr. Elsa's showing up. She's like, you guys are, they pay you for this? I mean, like, I allegedly. just want to do this every day. Hey. <laughs> Listen, we, like we usually, that seat is usually open. So yeah. you can just hang out whenever. Yeah. Uh, my first question is the most important one, which is, can I have the alignments? Let me think. Just if you want, I'll I mean, tell you Ashley, what, if yeah. you want to give it to me. You can give them to me and not him if okay. that makes you feel yeah. better. Okay, don't do that. <laughs> you know, probably what I need to say is how much I value my paycheck. And, uh, 
That's fair. You know, I can respect that. That would be in doubt. Day to day living is really important to me, and mm-hmm. you know, paying for my house and yeah, you know, groceries and gas money. So the answer is no. Because that's that's the thing is is and I I think there's there's a a, a question of like why is it such a, a tightly kept secret? Because this is. This is like there's a couple things that are pretty sacrosanct for you guys, that, and this is like the one. It's like nope. This is y'all's magazine cover, exactly. To right. put it in our yeah. perspective, yeah. and and it strikes me the more I've thought about it, um, I guess that the whole point of it is it just comes down to one of the the kind of core values of the UIL, which is like we treat everybody the same. Everybody gets at the exact same time. It doesn't sure. matter if you are, uh, you know, if you're the biggest school, the small school, the richest school, the poorest school, you're gonna get the you're gonna get it all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, it's been seven years. It's my seventh year at UIL. It went so fast. And the majority of my career was spent up here in DFW. But I know the one thing that, you know, you come in and you're, you're kind of scared of it because you're, you're hearing all this stuff on the outside and how top secret it is. And you're like, what are they going to tell me on this secretive stuff? And I'm going to tell you, Dr. Bright and Dr. Harrison, they, by no uncertain terms, are, are you not clear on huh. what what will happen if that's leaked out? And, mm-hmm. and you're, I mean, seriously, it's a, you know, for, for UIL and the, the history of UIL, it, it is, you know, one of the best kept secrets. And, and there's a reason for it because you don't want anybody to get any sort of competitive advantage by having some knowledge. You know, it's, it's hard enough for schools to get games and things like that. And, uh, and then if they did find out, you know, any secret with it, because everybody thinks it's about competitiveness and it's about that geographic location. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they, there's so many opinions that, oh, you could have gone east and west instead of north and south. And it's, it's interesting. So, yeah, it's a it's you know, you get in there and you're, you're a little nervous even being in there because you don't want anything to slip or say anything just in conversation to somebody. Like you yeah. pickle. I don't want to slip anything with yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Mi- right. Just ignore the microphone in front of your face. That's <laughs> all we're saying. If you want to go to her and tell her where Lano is, she'll be fine. You know yeah, what I mean? That's yeah. all she needs. That's yeah. what I care about. That's what she wants to know. I know. Um, I know. Is, is it, you know, I know that every, you know, and you've been on the other side of it because that's, that's a long-time athletic director, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you've you've been on the other side of it. So you know the the emotions and the feelings for coaches and, and administrators around the state right now as we're what six days away from from yeah. UIL realignment yeah now on the other side do you get that do you get that same kind of feel what are your emotions this time of year um you know you're I think you're just equally as excited mm-hmm. um but you know most of the most of the things we aren't going to hear is not going to be applause it's going to be <laughs> why did you do that to us yeah. and um so you are you know you go back and look at it and look at it and review it and review it and we're doing that as a staff and you know even myself personally going into next week i mean you you know the where the hot conversations are going to be and we're not trying to make them hot i mean our change our maps change uh, schools change we add you know a ton of new schools uh, each alignment uh, they drop they go up they go down uh and it just completely changed the landscape of the map and and who they're competing against mm-hmm. and it's just i don't know it's uh <laughs> i feel anxiety over it there's no doubt um yeah it's because it's going to be a tough conversation with your colleagues when they say to you what were you thinking you know because well, you do talk them through it and, well, and we have an appeal process as y'all know yeah but the other thing is you know it it, it strikes me that like the reason that they are you know the reason that they're this they're this excited because it matters to them yeah. it's something that's 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 super personal and and you, i you know for those who don't know i guess i should it's probably worth laying out you guys just do it blind you literally yeah. I, i'm fairly certain i've never been in the room there's literally pins on the map you don't know who those pins are and you're like all right let's let's make this work it's it's, it's done 
basically blind, correct? Yeah, it's blind. I mean, you, you you're, we have a, a mapping software that we use, and, and uh, that mapping company takes all of our schools, drops them in pens. You know, once we give them the data on, uh, you know, once we make those cuts and we know what uh, conference mm-hmm. they're going to be in or D1, D2, they drop those pins, and they're literally just dots on a map. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, at some point, there's an acronym added, but I'm going to tell you the acronyms don't always match you know, what you think would be the acronym <laughs> for. So you truly do not know what schools you're looking at till the very, very end. And, you know, we're running mileage. Uh, we're running uh, time travel. I mean, so it's just it's a very comprehensive process that's become more efficient now that we're using the mapping software. But, um, yeah, we, we don't we do not know who the schools are usually until the very, very end. Well, so. I, I imagine that from your perspective, um, that there there has to be a sense of tension for you because you know that on Thursday you could do the best job in the world you could do it perfectly and somebody's ox is getting gored yeah. you know like it's going to happen so i imagine <laughs> there has to be that kind of tension you know that that you're feeling right now well i don't know if i look at his ox is getting gored i mean wow uh, to each their own sounds intentional i'm just I'm, um, yeah but but but, so, but somebody's going to end up on the short somebody's going to get something that's going to make them I upset. could sit here right now and you know think in my head of some that people are going to go wow that is mm-hmm. a tough district and mm-hmm. that's when that ox feels like it got gored yeah. you know so mm-hmm. um and i mean i think that's part of what makes it exciting and, and i think the fact that we do it every two years is you know our change and growth in this state is just so there's so much um it ebbs and flows in certain areas mm-hmm. of the state and um you know it's it's i don't know i it uh, yes i mean there's going to be some controversy there always is and and it's not necessarily the, uh, any controversy that we caused i mean it's just people are going why would you put all those schools together that's mm-hmm. a tough district and you're like it's geographic location look at it you know so it's tough well and and the other thing is we especially i don't know if you know the dave campbell's texas football we're a magazine that covers football in the yeah state. i've heard about it okay I've heard about it. um but it's also worth remembering that like these are you guys are drawing alignments not just for for football you yeah. guys are doing it for for you know basketball and volleyball and, and yeah. sports across across the, the the landscape and so while we you know we get in the bubble and we're gonna we're yeah. gonna break these things down on thursday from a football perspective you guys have to think about those other sports as well to sure. make sure that you're doing right by them as well. Yeah, so we do the, the first three, volleyball, football, and uh, basketball. The question was asked the other day, you know, why, why do we not do them all at once? And uh, number one, I don't, I don't think uh, time-wise we could, you know, be able to start this process in October and have it finished by uh, February with all – you know all the maps that we have there's not enough bandwidth there (laughs) mentally and um you know because we don't want the other sports to feel slighted in any way and y'all know how that's how it goes Mm -hmm. i mean you just there's always that comparison you're you're doing you know football and you're not basketball and volleyball and you're not doing the other sports but we also have that appeals process that becomes really important Uh, so if you did all those map and and the, the appeals are granted it'd be you know fruit basket turnover going back to change all those other districts so we wait um to the release, we'll start those other maps, um, uh, not next week, but the week after. And uh, our goal is to have those out by March 1st, uh, March 1st, somewhere between March 1st and March 15th, you know, somewhere. We've got state basketball at that time, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, you've got nothing going on no, these days. We don't. Especially, yeah, especially every, not in the spring. Every, yeah, yeah, no no spring, championship events. Yeah, I'll tell you, that's, um, everybody feels the spring. All right. Uh, I want to go back to July because it, it's a fun topic for – us nincompoops in the media 
Uh, but for the first time, I believe I heard, I believe it was Dr. Harrison at the THSEA Coaching School and Convention mm-hmm. mentioned Class 7A. Yes. Um, yes. Can you give, uh, we know it's not coming, for those who don't, it's not coming this alignment. Yeah. We know, don't not, be looking for a Don't look for a 7A. <laughs> that's not a surprise. Uh, but is do you guys have a timeline in mind? What's the, what's the status there? You know, um, and he was just interviewed on this last week, and I was asked a, a question off of that, too. So... Um, Will we have 7A in 24, 26, that, mm. that next alignment? And, you know, we've got, you know, our processes, and most people do, that we have a legislative council made up of 32 superintendents, and we meet twice a year. That council will be key in anything that we change in the alignment process. So as soon as we finish this one, um, you know, we'll get together as a, as a team, as a staff, and, you know, come up with ideas. And there's there are some ideas out there that are, kind of floating around with the 7A and what it'll look like. But uh, the best way to put it, we are so compressed in those 500 schools roughly that we have in 5A and 6A that it's causing a lot of issue in 4A. There's a lot of disparity from Mm -hmm. top to bottom. Uh, And even when you look at um, 3A was a little better this year, 2A has quite a bit of disparity. So if we do something creative at the top and everybody in their head has 7a oh it's just all the big schools yeah i mean y'all we don't have enough big schools you know so and and to that point not to interrupt but like not only are there not enough big schools but the big schools you're talking about they ain't close to each other at all no no no. and so there are some creative things you know the good thing about our staff and and the way that dr brought up dr harrison lead us is that everybody comes to the table and and you're going to throw your ideas out there and then we're just going to start cobbling it down and there's a point where we would have to take it to our council and we really only have three council meetings before the next alignment starts wow and, oh uh, wow that's i didn't wild. think yeah. about that yeah. yeah so it's that that part on our end becomes a little stressful um i think dr harrison said it best the other day we don't have we may not have we may need one more alignment before we can get to the 7a because like i said that compression that we've got i mean you you could if you look at it i mean and i know y'all analyze it in great depth um, but we could take that 5a number and add more schools but we would have like 15 team districts you right. know yeah. i mean so uh those are some of the things that we've got to figure out where how do we resolve this and what does the 7a look like uh i want to go back to the 2021 football season um where and I believe we talked about this briefly on on Bally, but I I have not slept a lot since then. So yeah. you have to, uh, uh, you know, forgive me if I ask you making baby excuses. Oh, uh, Lord have mercy, mm. all the time. Anyway, all that's to say, <laughs> um, you know, we go back to 2020, which was a season I think everyone is happy happened and never wants to do again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe sure. I believe around here we estimated about between 11 and 12% of the games got canceled. Yeah. This year we haven't run the numbers quite yet, but significantly, significantly fewer cancellations. Sure, sure. Um, from your perspective, when you take a look at the 2021 football season, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I have to imagine you guys are just overall pretty pleased with the way that things went. Oh, man. I mean, it, you know, that, that year that we got through it in, in 20, I mean, it was a celebration. I mean, y'all were celebrating. We were celebrating. Yeah. The schools were celebrating. I mean, I'm so proud of our coaches. You know, that's, that's, who, that's really who carried those seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and our administrators and athletic directors and everybody. But, um, but it, and so last year we were raising our hands in victory on that second state championship, mm-hmm. if you remember back. And uh, this year, I mean, it was a full year. I mean, had some had some hardships for some teams, but nothing that completely disrupted the season like the, the previous year and and so to me this year was even a bigger celebration and then on top of that our games were just incredible yeah. and uh 
I don't know. It it was. I don't know how y'all look back on it, but I don't know. It that, that it all made us all better, you know. And we had to learn how to do things a different way, but we didn't give up on what we believed in. Yeah, I think it was one of those. It's one of those things that um, I will remember the stress. Yeah, <laughs> I'll remember yeah. kind of the, the the thinking of like, okay, how in the world are we going to do this? Yeah. But then I'll also remember getting to the end of it and being like, the season's over. It happened. We did it. Yeah. Great. Oh my gosh, can we please be better in 2021? You know, and again, I I just go back. I remember when we were trying to figure out, and Dr. Harrison was very key in that. I mean, he was having to kind of take the lead with uh, just some of the governmental involvement in in what we were doing, um, both with TEA and at the, the governor's level. And um we were you know we you know how it is you want it to happen so bad you're you're mm-hmm. almost fighting internally for the same thing but you're it it doesn't feel that way it was like we were fighting against each other and i and i only say that to say that's how bad we wanted it but the one thing i know is very common for us at uil was if we can get this in the hands of our schools namely our coaches and be very prescriptive we're going to keep kids safe mm-hmm. and if y'all you know y'all remember all of our protocols and everything oh, yeah. that went with that and I mean, I just, I'm, you know, I'm a coach at heart, and, and I, I knew how seriously they were going to take anything that we issued because they knew the season could be removed if they didn't follow those protocols. And, I mean, it just – it could bring a tear to your eye when you truly think about it because it, that's, that's how much kids mean to coaches. Yeah. Well, and it was wild, too, because, like, obviously being in locker rooms all the time or hearing the coaches talk about, like, oh, be adaptive, you know, be ready to respond yeah. oh, to things. Yeah. Then it was kind of like we felt like we even got slammed with that, just being a part of the media oh, yeah. with it going, oh, shoot, yeah, we, well, we can figure it out. Like, yeah. we don't know how we're going to get there, but it we can do crazy. it. <laughs> it was crazy. And y'all, y'all's coverage is always just second to none, and it was it was awesome. and. You gotta stop that. Yeah, okay. don't, 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 don't say nice things about. Okay. Um, I know. <laughs> Just me. You can you're, say. You're heading you know, over. Pickles, awesome. You're heading way. over Jeffers to. Jeffers, Thank you. God. There you go. We need more of this you're, energy in here all the time. <laughs> I'm out. I'm outnumbered. Yeah. Um, you, you're heading over to a DFW clinic after yeah, this, right? Yeah, I'm gonna swing by there and you know hang out with uh, some of the coaches and uh, I, I'd, I'd come up here for a personal deal last night and. You know, when I was here, I never missed that DFW clinic mm-hmm. um, when I was in schools. Uh, you know, I, I've had a long connection with uh, Joe Martin, and um, I always went over there because I was hiring coaches. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're going to meet coaches, that's the best place to go. And when I got to UIL, I can't come every year. There's just – it's not always possible for me to come just because of the schedule that we keep. And uh, and I missed it last year. I was like, I'm, I'm going to at least come by this year, and I'm looking forward to it. There's some really good speakers and – just fun fellowship with with some of the best football coaches in the nation. Um, we're gonna be over there. Do you, how many times do you think you're gonna be asked about? Alignment? Is <laughs> well, it every conversation be like, hey, you is just, that like the icebreaker? You know, just, like uh, they hey, come hey, up. Hey, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, you can just DM it to me. I won't tell anybody. Yeah, I, you know I, I happened mean? to see a few coaches last night, and you know, they were like, so. I mean, you're like, I know. Well, what. the other thing is, you like, it's a massive, a lot, it's a massive data dump. There's no way that even if like you're close personal friends yeah. with that coach, yeah, you're not like, yeah, I remember where, what district you're in, and how many, you know which what's teams. Funny are in. is you're realistic about that. I don't think they are. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're because sometimes you, I, I'm telling you, going into this final part, you do study it a lot because mm-hmm. you know you want to have it where. I know where these schools are, and, and there's no way. I mean, it yeah. is it is tough. Over 1,200 schools um, in football. I mean, it's tough. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, they're gonna. I, I am gonna get ambushed over, over there. there. It's gonna <laughs> yeah. happen. You're we'll we'll watch it happen live. Yeah. We'll be there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to south to a pit city of the Palm in Harlingen. Yeah. To their clinic tomorrow. Same thing will happen. Dr. Bright's gonna be there. But well, and in the real, I mean, here at DFW, 
there are fewer questions in my in my real situation. Fewer questions as to where teams are going, how things will be than in the Rio Grande Valley. So you might even get it more of the same. Oh, for Pauls. sure. Oh, for sure. Might be interesting. Um, one last question. Um, do you just want to send again? Do you just want to send me the alignments right now? Man, if you want, I, don't know. I will. I will I really think about that. Hell no. Okay. I don't, Good. I mean, I had to say that. Uh, if you <laughs> have, that's a real bad word. And so, and, and I want to make sure I get this right. If people have complaints about alignments, it's ashley.pickle at texasfootball.com. Okay, right? no, there okay, you go. That's right. No, it's I don't know. You can give out. I can turn off his mic. So if we just want to talk yeah, here, that's sure. perfectly I'm fine. Cool. I'm cool with that. that. She, <laughs> she's Dr. Susan Elsa. She's the athletic director of the UIL. Um, Good luck the next week. Thank you. I, I, I'm we'll sure it'll luck. be a little bit stressful, yeah, but uh, but I'm sure it'll it'll go great, and we appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's awesome here. It's the first time I've been here. Yeah, I guess that's right. That is wild. Yeah. yeah. So well, now you know where we are, and you know if you ever want to, you ever want to host a show, I'll, I'm happy to take it off. Yeah, please. Oh, awesome. awesome. Begging thank you, you please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Pickle, uh, I had the great opportunity to chat with somebody that I've become uh, very, very uh, – uh, fond of, and that is a gentleman yep. by the name of J.T. O'Sullivan. J.T. O'Sullivan is a former NFL quarterback uh, who has now become one of the best talent evaluators and film breakdown guys on the internet. You can find him at theqbschool.com. It's great stuff there. I learn something every time I watch his videos. Uh, here's my conversation with former NFL quarterback and talent evaluator J.T. O'Sullivan here on Texas Football Today. We're so pleased to be joined uh, by J.T. O'Sullivan. J.T. O'Sullivan is a former NFL quarterback, and of course, you may know him as a former NFL Europe MVP, and uh, now he runs the QB School, uh, uh, one of the best, uh, I think, resources online for learning more about quarterbacks and breaking down film. You can find his fine work on YouTube and at theqbschool.com. J.T., I appreciate your time. Yeah, my pleasure, Greg. Excited to be here. Talk some ball. Do, uh, do people inter, inter, uh, um, uh, rather introduce you as an NFL Europe MVP very often? You'd be surprised. There are some there's some diehards, some purists out there, but no, not a, I wouldn't say often. Uh, uh, you are a guy who you had a, a lengthy uh, you know career in in the NFL. You've now kind of transitioned into uh, over to the dark side of the media with us. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you were able to kind of move from from your playing days into what you're doing now, kind of breaking down film and uh, and breaking down quarterbacks? Yeah, I guess I don't really put myself in that world, I guess, as a, as a privilege, but no, that's no shot at you all. Uh, I appreciate the media for a long time. I probably wasn't as good as I should have been when I was playing, to be honest with you, with the media as a fair kind of critique, but, uh, it's been, a, it's been a bit of a winding road to kind of exactly what I'm doing now. And I love what I'm doing now for a bunch of different reasons, but, uh, basically always thought I was going to coach football. You know, I, I was a division two non-scholarship athlete, got no, kind of scholarship offers coming out of high school. And so got a chance to play some great division two ball in Northern California, had a great experience, and then just was fortunate enough to keep playing and really kept playing, you know, for nearly a decade It bounced around quite a bit. And then when I was done, uh, I kind of had pivoted a little bit aspiration wise, just because I had seen what it's like to coach. And I had moved so much playing that I just didn't want to do that. To be honest with you, more than anything else, I just, I probably still had the aspirations to compete at the highest levels. I just didn't I just didn't, I didn't like it. And so I didn't like what it looked like lifestyle wise and was fortunate enough, didn't have to do it. And so the next best thing I thought was maybe athletic administration would be slightly more stable. And the reality is that it's probably not, <laughs> uh, you know, I was probably a little naive, 
but I still think it was the athletic administration thing was a great transition for me for a few different things. One, you know, I certainly love football and, and obviously enjoy it, but I played everything growing up. Like I think most, you know, many people did. And so have an affinity to, you know, baseball, basketball, all of the above. And so really enjoyed kind of trying my toe in the athletic administrative intercollegiate athletic world. And the league does a great thing. If you're a vested, they will pay for you to go back to grad school, a pretty significant stipend every year. And so I felt as a division two non-scholarship guy, I was like, well, I better take advantage of this money. You know, I'm not leaving cash on the table when it comes to that regard. And so went back to school while I was playing, got my master's in the off season. And then when I was done playing, I kind of, uh, right at the end, I had got accepted into a doc program and just kind of, it was a nice bridge transition towards getting that uh, terminal degree and kind of trying to think that I would be my kind of trampoline into the intercollegiate athletic world. When you look across like the high level athletic directors, many of them have doctors nowadays in higher education. So I thought that would be a nice transition. Uh, so I enjoyed the school part of it in between there. And that kind of bled into what I'm doing now because I, I did kind of fall in love with the education and the classroom and kind of the sharing information and what it looks like to break things down, pull them apart and try to spit them out in a digestible way. And so I enjoyed that part of grad school. And then, you know, realizing that the athletic administration thing wasn't going to work. I was like, well, I've been out of ball for about five years. And, you know, I want to try my toe into, you know, see if I still like it at all. And so the YouTube thing kind of came about because my brother is in the podcast world and he was really animate about, he wishes if he could start over again, he would, you know, maybe veer more towards the video YouTube world as opposed to the podcast world. And he was like, I'll help you set it up. And so that was a few years ago. And it's kind of, I basically told myself, I put my head down for a year and see what happened. And I really just fell in love with it for a few different reasons. You know, I can pick and choose whatever the hell I want to talk about, but then it's fun. And I, I enjoyed this part of it. And I, and I, and I have a blast interacting with a community that enjoys it as well. And so it just kind of continues to grow and grow. Well, I, I love watching your stuff. I feel like I learned something you know, every time I, I, I watch you, you break down film and you've done it for college stuff or for pro stuff, you know, obviously in the NFL playoffs, you've been, you've been pumping out a lot of content with these, these, this outstanding quarterback play. I'm, I'm interested when you're watching a game live, um, how are you, how are you consuming the game? Cause I, I, I have to imagine that, that the difference between you former NFL quarterback and a guy who functionally breaks down film for a day uh, for a living, uh, you're watching it differently than maybe John Q fans. So, so how are you watching uh, your average random Sunday night football game? Well, uh, I'll give you a couple different answers there. <laughs> the first one is disappointing. Uh, I don't watch a whole lot of football live just hmm. for a few different reasons. I got three young boys. Uh, our weekends are pretty filled with their activities, not necessarily my kind of leisurely activities. And while this does fall into quote unquote, a job, it's not a real job. So I can do it whenever I want to do it. Right. So uh, I don't watch a whole lot of like sit down broadcast view, but if I were to, you know, I, I think the, the main difference would be, I just don't watch the ball probably as much as, you know, John Q fan. And that depends on a few different things, whether, you know, maybe I know a coach, you know, for one of the teams and I want to, you know, hone in on their position or whatever, or maybe, you know, a real old guy maybe played with uh, those types of things. But I just, I enjoy watching the line of scrimmage. You know, I'm a, the last few years, uh, I've been a high school head football coach out here in San Diego. And so certainly understand the importance of the line of scrimmage. And I really do think that that's a massive impact, especially on the quarterback game and the pass protection world. So, and it's just one of those things for the broadcast guys. I can only imagine how hard it is to do those national games, color, play-by-play, uh, -play, et cetera. You just don't have time to get into the depth and detail of what's going on at the line of scrimmage because the game moves so fast now, especially at the college level where, you know, you're snapping plays all the time. 
And so I enjoy watching that part of it just because I think that that's really where you can make some significant kind of improvements and hey, as far as the real what's really going on in the game, as opposed to, you know, checking the stat line to see what someone's efficiency rating is or QBR or something like that. Um, you know, you've you've now been been out of the league for uh, for a few years, about a decade. Um, and we hear all the time how much the, the game is changing, how rapidly the game is changing. Um I guess I'll just ask you the question. Is the game changing that rapidly? How different is the game now that you're watching? Let's specifically in the NFL. How different is it now than, and, and schematically that it, than it was when you were, you know, in the quarterback room for the, the, the chargers in 2010 or the Raiders in 2010. Yeah, I think it has probably changed a significant amount over the decade. You know, is it one year, you know, there was a huge surge versus another? No, but over the course of 10 years, I think there has been a number of different things that have impacted the way the game is played. Uh, the ones that come to mind immediately are just the rule changes to protect the quarterback. And really the rule changes to protect the health and safety of everyone, I think has made the game better, uh, maybe a little bit hard for some quote unquote, you know, older cats out there with how they think about the elements of toughness in football. But I really think it's made the game better. Uh, it certainly impacted the quarterback position and how the offensive plays, you know, as far as being able to protect the quarterback, protect guys downfield, hitting with the helmet, those types of things. And so it's it's made it a little bit of a more, you know, for lack of a better way to describe it, a little more seven on 70 on the perimeter. And, you know, that's impacted the stats. That's impacted completion percentage. I also think that the game, because of those rules, has evolved to take advantage of the perimeter and the speed and what that looks like, whether it's throwing the ball, whether it's RPOs, whether it's, you know, the talent at the quarterback position, I think better talented players, no offense to me 20 years ago, but more talented guys are playing the position. And so, it's all of those things kind of compounding to have this output of what Sundays have become. And I think, you know, you look across the landscape of the league, especially at the top tier, it's pretty special quarterback play right now. It's almost feels like you're in a golden age of, of a young and old guys playing together at a really high level. Uh, you, you mentioned that you're, you're coaching football out there in California. And so you, I, I presume you're, you're working with quarterbacks. And I know there's a lot of quarterbacks who are watching and, and coaches who are watching uh, you know, as far as quarterbacks who want to who want to make sure that they're taking that step to the next level to, to to be as good as they can possibly do, what are what are the one or two things that that you would give as far as you know general advice on on what to to focus on to take your game to the next level as a quarterback? Well, I mean, that's a tough one. I, I'll give it. I'll give a few different angles here. So, the coach in me wants them to be the most coachable. Uh, player that is available in the program and so really being able to be explicit with the coach and want to understand what is the intention of what we're doing you know are we running the wing t are we running the slot t are we running the air raid are we running the option so i can you know become a master at what we are and from there you know i i think it comes from just being able to build on that knowledge and obviously every relationship is a little bit different whether you're the head coach quarterback coach coordinator quarterback coach quarterback coach all those types of things and just understand how relationship oriented that position is and how how optically relational it is but then skill wise for me you know i'm always looking at accuracy and ball control and so and you know that's not not everybody can throw a 95 mile an hour fastball you just can't and especially if you coach high school football long enough you know sometimes you're going to roll out there with maybe not the same skill set that you would love to have all the time as a coach at that position and so being able to really maximize what that player does well what you do well as a player now obviously you want to work and kind of sharpen all the tools that you have available to you but for me it was always about hey 
you know, what's the expectation on this throw? What is the tempo of the ball supposed to look like? Can I make this throw? You know, can I make a far wide field comeback throw? And, you know, if I can't do it, it doesn't matter. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean you can't play the position. And for me, I, I, you know, I'm always looking at that, that accuracy element of it. And then do you have all the clubs in the bag? So can you drive a ball? Can you show some touch? Can you layer a throw in? And not every program asks you to make all those throws, but I think once you get higher and higher in ball, you will be asked to make all of those throws. And then the things that you really work on yourself, which are a little bit tough because I feel like there is this like veil of secrecy as far as like footwork and, you know, a stroke as far as the consistency and arm angles and things like that. You know, so much of that to me is just being able to be as efficient as possible. But if you don't have access to the information, like I feel like there are so many good quality, you know, quote unquote gurus out there that will work with the footwork, work with the base, work with the balance, work with the torque, the biomechanics of it that even if you're not willing to pay the crazy fees to go out there and get the one-on-one, you can still get enough of the baseline information to have an idea of what you need to work on and just be consistent in your stroke. So if you're consistent with your ball control, with your accuracy, and you develop a bunch of different clubs in your bag, I think you got a great opportunity to be successful spinning it. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about some of the action going on this weekend, specifically, you know, here in the state of Texas, there's two guys we've got our eye on one at uh, one in LA with Matthew Stafford and, and one in, in Patrick Mahomes at, at Kansas city, both Texas boys. I, you know, I'm a football dummy. I can tell you those guys are pretty good uh, from your perspective. When you watch them, what is it about maybe those two particular guys that really impresses you? Well, I mean, I, I don't know where you start and stop with Patrick Mahomes, really. You know, I, I think it's a little bit interesting this year just because maybe for whatever reason, and I certainly haven't gone back and unpacked every single snap of the Chiefs all year, but seeming to somewhat struggle in their own kind of way earlier in the year to right that ship, to be able to play how they're playing right now. And that game just coming off the the Bills-Chiefs kind of epic quarterback uh, masterpiece was pretty special on so many different levels. So, you know, I, I think it's hard to kind of, do Patrick Mahomes justice as far as saying what you're going to watch for, what you're not. I think right now you just kind of take it in and enjoy it. You know, that's the thing I, I feel like sometimes you catch these guys in their prime around great talent before they've had the opportunity to kind of go their own separate ways for whatever reason and just enjoy it. And so that's what I try to do with Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid and company. Matthew Stafford, I think is a little bit more interesting of a story and kind of an unpacking just because of what he went through in Detroit, you know, obviously not being able to do what he's wanted to do winning in the postseason up until this year. And then this year, just kind of what the Rams are as a team, as an organization. I think, you know, if you're around football long enough, you'll be around teams that add really good players and it doesn't always equal like a great formula for success. And so how they've kind of conducted that cocktail and then Matthew Stafford, you know, a month ago struggling, you know, for a while, you know, throwing some pick sixes and, and, and playing, you know, out of character to then be able to kind of find his path, find his kind of resolution here these last few weeks and, and play really well at a really high level. And then the end of the game to knock a guy like Tom Brady, maybe out forever, you know, and at that type of performance is just really special on the road. I think a lot of people are cheering for him. And if he wins this weekend, I think, and his story becomes a little bit more national, you'll, you'll catch that momentum even a little bit more. Now they certainly have, have a massive test this week versus the 49ers and what they're doing defensively. But it should be uh, it's going to be fun to watch both those guys. Uh, and, and finally, you mentioned uh, you've got three boys. Uh, is it fair to say that we're going to see some O'Sullivan's under center? Or are we thinking I mean, I was an offensive lineman, a bad one. So I don't know if you want to get over to the, the trench side. I mean, we're trying to promote like guitar and the front man type model. But <laughs> no, uh, I would be shocked 
you know, if they don't, they, they've got some pretty natural arm talent that has probably nothing to do much with what I'm telling them to do more the just the, the amount of wiffle ball that we play out here in our rough winters in San Diego. And so it's uh it's that season. Coming to you from Dallas, I can tell you, I feel your pain. Uh, he's JT O'Sullivan. Uh, make sure you check out his YouTube channel. Check out his fine work at theqbschool.com. JT, appreciate your time, my man, and uh, thanks so much for uh, for stopping by with us. My pleasure, Greg. Have a good one. There he is. JT O'Sullivan, uh, former NFL quarterback, former NFL Europe MVP. How about that? Uh, and now he runs, I think, one of the really, really, one of my favorite, you know, uh, one breakdown. of my favorite breakdown kind of channels and stuff. There's, a, you know, and he... he I meant what I said. I learned something every time I watch his stuff. Like he's he's really breaking down scheme. He's really breaking down like like quarterback mechanics and quarterback mm-hmm. quarterback foot uh, footwork and things like that. And and he's really really he really helps get you inside. You know, if you want to understand football from a next from a next level, got a ton of stuff up there on on YouTube. I would recommend. There's a video. It's called like the play that won the Super Bowl, and he breaks down um, two three jet chip wasp. Uh, which was that play to Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. on third and fifteen for the forty uh, for the Chiefs against the 49ers. He breaks it down in like a really good way of like here's why it works and here's why it really works against the particular. Co- I think they're running cover three. He's like mm-hmm. it's like a cover three buster because of what the way it works. It's really informative. So if you ever kind of want to take your football schematic uh, knowledge and like your your quarterback mechanic stuff uh, to the next level, then like he can really he can really help you. He's also good with like. Um, um, like pass protections and stuff. I don't know. He's got a really great grasp on the game. So it's the court, the QBSchool.com, but you can view his stuff on YouTube, the QBSchool. It's always interesting. I always enjoy listening to quarterbacks talk about defenses. Like that's when that's when I like it the most. Like I can hear him talk about offense a lot, but when they start actually going into the minds of the defenses and like how they can do what they do around those specific defenses, that's what I enjoy. So we appreciate JTSL and taking a little bit of time earlier this week. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, we should probably run through next week. Yeah. Well, first off, too, if you're if anyone is happens to be listening to this right now and you're going to be at the DFW Coaching Clinic, come by and see us. We will we'll be, be there. there. Um, and then, interviews? yeah, next week is big. I'll throw up the graphic. You can start on yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, so uh, we'll start Wednesday. Wednesday is our National Signing Day special. We will be live at 10 a.m. here. Uh, don't come at noon. We won't be here. No. Uh, but we will be here at 10 a.m. Uh, Wednesday, uh, February 2nd. Three live in-studio commitments. Lancaster running back Isaiah Broadway, Highland Park defensive end Jack Curtis, and South Lake Carroll tight end R.J. Maryland will all be committing live here in studio excited to have him uh, excited to have those boys uh, come in and, uh, and and by the way that is uh, if you are a recruit that down the road we're kind of booked up for signing day but like down the road if you want to if you want to come in stu- and, and use our studio to commit uh, you know holler at us that's, yeah. that's something we, we really want to start doing we want to uh, off you know offer this platform for for uh for we have players a great and space and stuff they should be able to use it well yeah we, we want this to be an open space for 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 players who you know who want to uh, announce where they're going to the next level so that's wednesday 10 a.m our national signing day special next thursday uh i believe we're gonna go on the air like 8 55 um for uil realignment the alignments get released at 9. We will have instant breakdowns, instant reactions. Uh, Ishmael Johnson, I believe, will be with us. Uh, I believe we'll definitely have Matt Step on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he then, is juiced up to talk And about then it. we're going to have coaches coming by and talking with us 
uh, all things uh, all things realignment that coming down next Thursday, uh, and then yeah, we got some other things kind of uh, irons on the fire. Next Friday we'll have uh, kind of a realignment mailbag. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff. This is a big week next week, so yeah. make sure you lock in a text football today. That's final thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts? <laughs> it's really bogarted your segment. No, I mean that's it. We yeah, we're all we've got the coaching clinic today and then we're gearing up for next week. So yeah, be ready for just an unbelievable amount of football content in uh the football off season yeah, is what people like well, to say. It is weird cuz like next week's nuts. Like starting today. The next yeah. 7 days for us are nuts. Then it does kind of slow down. Slow down bit. a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll have a but lot of time to break down But then at that point, we blink and it's March and it's magazine season. So off season. You ain't kidding. We, I mean, we really do Remind me that we got to call Lincoln Riley about doing the cover shoot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be me. You keep telling me it's going to be me and the cannons, and every year I get just thrown to the wolves because I do not Texas want, A&M's defense is supposed to be good. I don't want – I you know that I do not want to promote steroid use. That's why I don't want to put you on the cover. Hey, you know, they don't they don't come naturally like this. People aren't built like this. <laughs> do it for us. Built differently. <laughs> built differently. do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Built by chocolate milk, I'll say. Follow <laughs> yeah. us on Twitter at TCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to UIL Director of Athletics, Dr. Susan Elza, for stopping by. And to former NFL quarterback JT O'Sullivan of the QB School com for being our guests for ashley pickle i'm greg tepper vince young please get your player of the year trophy we'll see you monday on texas football today